0: All right everyone. It is Monday night, 9:30 p.m. We had a little uh we were all over the place this weekend, you know. Grayson was in Las Vegas. Uh, he's not joining us today but Grayson, what's up? We miss you. Billy Ray made his way back to the East Coast. That's right. He's in temporary New temporary. Um we'll see how long we can keep him here. <laughs> and I myself, Patrick Finn, I uh, am back down in Charlotte back in the queen
1: city for the summer. No traveling this weekend? This past weekend you weren't traveling. We're back. We are back from a wedding. We, can, oh, we can... oh, a wedding. Oh, dude, I'm glad you finally got invited to a wedding. It's good that you were able to uh finally attend. I'm happy for you. <laughs> yeah. Turn your uh turn your mic down a little. It's a little loud. Right. Um
0: so, <laughs> yeah, I was at a wedding in Northern Virginia. We'll give we'll give uh we'll give Tom and Kelsey their shout-outs at the end here. But uh, yeah, we're the sons of Saturday, ready to hear to talk about the hoax, our favorite, our favorite athletic programs, our favorite school. Uh, but first, we got to kick this thing off and recognize our favorite pharmacist from our favorite town, Dr. Lord. Is it Lord Doctor or Dr. Lord? Dr. Lord Jeremy Counts, owner-operator of the Main Street Pharmacy. Folks, there's pharmacies all over the country. There's pharmacies all over Virginia. There's there's only one Main Street Pharmacy. Yes, sir. You go in there, Jeremy will take care of you. He greets you with a smile. He treats you like a neighbor, not a number. I see a lot of those other pharmacies out there, just looking at people, treating them like numbers. You know, I go. I got a pharmacy here in Charlotte that I can walk to. But guess what? I walk in there. You know what I feel like? I feel like hashtag. 0064912. Don't know? like just, that. Just a number. Yep. When I go to Jeremy at the Main Street pharmacy, I walk in there. He says, Patrick Michael Finn, how are you, my friend? You are, <laughs> you know, you might live in Charlotte, but you're a neighbor to me. And let's let's hang out. So shout out to Jeremy. He cares about Virginia Tech. He cares about Blacksburg. He cares about you. Give him your business. Check out the
1: Main Street Pharmacy on Main Street. That might have been your bet. That was great. That was phenomenal. Very well done, Pat. And you can go in there. You can talk. Anytime you go in there, he's got pod. He's got podcast questions. Hey, on this last episode, we were talking about XYZ. He keeps up with the sports teams. And also, if you want some Easter eggs, check out the women's basketball graphics or like the men's basketball graphics. You'll see the men's uh, Main Street Pharmacy uh, logos because he's supporting the athletic programs that we love. We always talk about join the Hokie Club, support the programs you love. He's putting, he's put, putting his money where his mouth is. I mean, you talk about a guy who just, who just gets it.
0: So he gets it. So he Jeremy, gets it. thank you. We're going to read a high, a hokey haiku brought to you by the main street pharmacy. So here's my haiku. Good day to be a popcorn vendor. Cause our guy, Mike Young extended. Yeah,
1: Not, not a great haiku, but, uh. I mean you did it on the fly. You did it I on didn't the fly. see any- I didn't see anyone submit any this week. So No. No, no submissions. We need some more haiku submissions. So if you're listening, please please help us out. So really quickly before we get started. Matei Sis um has been a busy 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 guy. We had a lot of commitments rolling in. Those would obviously be on the big three here, but we're actually going to bring in our friend Matei, talk a little bit about what's going on in the recruiting world, um, and just everything going on there. So we will refrain—that's an SAT word—refrain from covering uh, football recruiting. Is it? Football. I mean, I think I don't actually, know. Okay, okay, that's up for debate. We we can debate it. Uh, we, we'll refrain from uh, from die. Diving into football and football recruiting. We'll save that for the expert. Um, but the three big things are brought to you by The Hub in Blacksburg, a premier living experience right in Blacksburg, Virginia. Look, we always talk to you about the deals. What's the deal of the week? Well, $100 off a month for the four by four plans, but that's not new. That's been a deal for a while. Well, now you're also going to get a $500 gift card upon move in. So not only are you saving $100 a month, you're also getting $500 up front. Basically paying you to live there. So, look, nicest place, hot tubs, gym, student center. It's an entire community. Check it out, Um, the hub in Blacksburg. So, three big things. Number one, Kevin Luma is back. Uh, He announced via his Twitter that he will be uh, rejoining the team after testing the waters uh, with the NBA. I've said it before. I love that players are able – to stick their foot in the water, uh, do a little temperature check. Coach Young was extremely supportive of Keve um, ever since April when he first decided to make this move. Um, I can't say I'm surprised. I always thought that Keve would be back, um, but this is definitely good for the program and good for Keve, uh, especially with the big step forward that he took in his career last year. Um, averaged 15 points, seven rebounds last year on 49% shooting. He did receive an invite to the G League Elite Camp. Uh, last week, um, but is opting to come back for another year at Virginia Tech um, and um, add to what is already a very formidable and um, experienced lineup. So really excited to have Keve back in the fold. Pat, any thoughts there? Keve refraining
0: from, uh, from entering the draft. I love it. Is essential and, and critical. To our success in the 2021, 2022 campaign. You mentioned 15 and seven. Um, you know,
1: we need a guy like Keve in the mix, you know, give it us. I'm excited to have I'm excited for another year of Mutz and another year of Kevin because I think Mutz can take another step forward. It Mutz is another guy. I mean, you said we said it all basketball season. He's a guy that doesn't get a lot of the love, but I mean, he got better as the season went on, was really a bell cow type of guy. And it's just, it's just funny how much the way that our program is shaped has changed where it's been size has always been an issue. And now we have these two, you know, guys that are going to be patrolling the paint coming back next year. Uh, I'm excited about it. Yeah. Like you have a guy like Keve who, you know, you can get 30 minutes at least out of
0: in this next year with mutts. And then uh, with Lynn kid coming in supplement in the height, uh, you know, critical. So I'm excited. I'm excited. I think, uh, I think Keve Aluma has got nowhere to go, but up as well. Um, just because of the development that we saw over the past year and uh, you know, still a ton of potential in Mike Young's system uh, with more depth coming in next year. So that's exciting stuff, Bill. We're going to look good next year. You see Rothstein's tweet today or no, yesterday? I, I
1: know you're on it though. I, I don't need to follow Rothstein cause I'm always going to get the Rothstein scoop from uh, from Mr. Pat Finn. What did, what did Rothstein say? All right, let me pull it up. Let me pull it up right now. So uh He says four days ago, Kevi
0: Aluma is returning to Virginia Tech next season per his Twitter page. And then he says early prediction on Virginia Tech's starting five Storm Murphy, Tyrese Radford, Naheem Aline, Justin Mutz and Kevi Aluma. Those those kind of like the Rothstein. You were doing the
1: impersonation. I picked I picked it up. John Rothstein here with another Rothstein reaction. He loves tech, man. Go to
0: Bar Coastal. We go at the Bar Coastal. This is only
1: July. Is there somebody out there? Is is there any reporter across any sport that loves Virginia Tech as much as John Rothstein does? I mean, he loves us. He I think he likes us. Likes? Dude, the guy's all in. We sleep in
0: May. I, I don't think I don't think John Rothstein is really biased to any school. If you if you just look at his his social media, he's the hype man for everyone. I'm saying we get brain. a lot. I
1: th- I'm saying we get a lot of love because of the personality that Mike Young has, maybe is the way that I'm saying. I mean, is he showing this love to Arkansas or like I don't know, Cal? Probably not. I'm I'm sure he is. Maybe I'm biased. I think
0: that- I think John Rothstein's pretty unbiased.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: So uh, definitely my favorite. Oh, look at that. He uh Get some Mike Young tweets today. Well, you might be right, Bill. You might be on or something. Well, you mentioned it in our haiku. What is point number two? Point number two. It's actually extremely relevant. Mike Young. News today. Uh, Mike Young has been rewarded a contract extension. Uh, Mike Young, the 59-year-old, received a three-year extension that will keep him under contract through the 2026-27 season a source said today. So uh, he has three left on his existing contract, uh, which was going to come up at the end of 2024. And then um, we're getting three more out of Mike Young. So that's big time. I mean, this is not this is not coming as a surprise to anyone, um, but I absolutely love this. I'm sure you love this, Bill. I'm sure all of Hockey Nation absolutely loves this.
1: I mean, I'd be down for a lifetime exp- extension at this point. Um, but no, I'm excited. I mean, there's no question about it. Uh, you can hear it in the way he talks about it and just the way that he carries himself. He loves being in Blacksburg and, uh, we obviously love having him. Um, can't say enough about how happy I am that he's (laughs) that he's here. Yeah. Um,
0: Coach young, uh, coach young also gets the opportunity for bonuses. So, uh, a hundred thousand dollar bonus for ACC coach of the year. Another 100000 for making the NCAA tournament and another 50000 for finishing in the top four of the ACC. Not bad. I mean, hey, talk about some nice commission payments, you
1: know? Not bad. He's hitting his Not number. Um, so the uh, next piece of news that we have here, we mentioned it a couple of days ago, that uh, Virginia Tech was headed to Annapolis uh, for a basketball tournament. Well... We had some more news in the scheduling department where Virginia Tech has announced that they will be playing Maryland in College Park uh, in the big Big Ten challenge this upcoming year. Two things. One kind of very topical. Um I really wish college football did it this way. I- I'm so over the like five years in advance scheduling. Um, I don't I, I like it's obviously possible to schedule like how cool would it be if like now we found out that we're playing like I don't know, like arizona state get to go golfing in uh in phoenix or something i don't know I, I don't know why we have to do this 10 years in advance i mean if we found out now
0: that's good for you you know because you're you're billy west coast and you can you know, <laughs> pick up your things in book of flight for the next day most people like to have the plans far in advance i don't
1: need it 10 years like in a, advance
0: like oh i i like i like uh i like knowing a year out like I like excited for something because like, think about, think about these games against Alabama in like 2035. You're like, wow. I remember where I was in 2019 when that was announced. It's finally here. You're going to remember that. Come on. That's to say, if it well, I mean, that's you know, right when we started this podcast, it's kind of the reason why we started the podcast.
1: But is average, is, is is Joe is Joe whoever gonna remember that? I mean, come on, nobody's gonna remember that. I'm more for look. <laughs> I like this news dump. It's relevant when news dump comes out. We're playing a team in ten years. I'm like, great. I I literally don't care.
2: So See, yeah, that's I, I'd like average. it if
0: it was like you know three years or two years or even one year. I, I don't want to okay. hear about my something you can
1: put on the calendar. Family.
0: I don't want to hear about the football game in the same year, but if it's a college football playoff, when we get to host someone at home, you know, in the quarterfinals. Okay. That's big okay. But so, I'm looking, I'm looking at my calendar right now. I see Elton John is playing in Charlotte on September 18th, 2022. And I just looked up Virginia tech future schedules and it was just like, okay, who do we play that weekend? Is it on there? <laughs> it looks like we're, it looks like we're hosting Wofford on uh, Saturday, the 17th. So, I will go to Blacksburg on the seventeenth. Come back to Charlotte for the eighteenth for Elton John.
1: Dude, good for you. I would. Lo- I might. I might take you. I might meet you there. I've always wanted to see. I've always wanted to see some Elton John. Big Ten Challenge. Um, the Hokies trail the series versus the Turtles or the Terrapins, whatever they're called. Uh, Ten to thirty-two. Not great. Uh, we've lost last five in a row. Also not great. But our last win came in two thousand and eleven, where we swept the series. We won home and away. Some other notes. Uh, Justin Robinson's fired up. Wishes he could have played them. Um, and Seth Allen, obviously, who got this whole thing started, he is uh, a transfer from the University of Maryland. So uh, this is a fun matchup. I'll be there. I'll go. I think that'll be a. I think that'll be a fun. Uh, fun game. What are your thoughts, Pat?
0: You know, I'm getting. I'm getting. Um, trip back to memory, or trip down memory lane. Grievous Vasquez played on a Maryland team. I want to say it was 2010 and we took them to overtime or two overtimes. JT Thompson had a couple clutch dunks. I remember JT Thompson had a, I think he had a big time three, but ultimately Grievous Vasquez took over. This game was at castle in 2010 and 2010, if you remember, or if you were following tech basketball at this point, 2010 was one of those four years between 2008 um, and 2011 where Tech was literally one of the you know the first four out of the NCAA tournament every single year, and this was a very very good Maryland team. Um, I want to say that who was who was their coach? Gary Gary Williams was their coach at this time.
1: I'm not the guy to ask.
0: Yeah, um, Grievous Vasquez, Vasquez just took over. And uh, yeah, so that's that's the last memory I have of us playing Maryland. Also, another Maryland versus Virginia Tech hockey history uh, tidbit for you. <laughs> we played up in College Park. It might have been the 2009 game. Dorenzo Hudson. Uh, there, they're I want to say he was just um, in the lane during free throws, and Hudson just starts puking all over the court. Uh, my dad, my dad was at the game. I think he was with his uh, one of his coworkers. And Dorenzo Hudson just has a uh, a vomit episode all over the. <laughs> you know what? Let me see if I could pull this up. Uh, a vomit <laughs> episode. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Vattek vomit creates bio biohazard situation on court. Um, Chad Willis on Twitter. Oh, this is funny. He's referencing uh, Alan Tisdale's throw up against Miami <laughs> uh, a few years ago in 2019. Uh, he says, this is the second best in-game vomit by Hokies player. Dorenzo Hudson at Maryland in 2008 is the standard. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. I'm going to go ahead and like that. Um, yeah, so sorry for the uh, the tangent here. Virginia Tech versus Maryland. I am not a Maryland fan. Um, no. You know, the state of Maryland is, is questionable. Um, really? I think. You don't like the state in general. Just one man's opinion. You know, we okay. We, you
1: know, I, I'm it's not can you defend personal. your take? No, I'm not I'm not coming at you. I mean, I'd love to hear why you think so. You know, it's
0: Maryland. You know, it's kind of kind of shaped weird. You know, the weird flag session, the flag. Crab you know, cakes are usually small and overrated. Crab cakes in football, uh interesting pro sports, like you know, the I don't know. It's go flacco. I don't want to go in too deep on this. I, I probably shouldn't have even opened up this can of worms. But Maryland's just, you know, the shape of the state is just wild, man. Just like
1: why we're, is we're it? shaped like a bus driver. New Jersey's straight shaped like a bus driver. Like I mean, we don't really have, we don't really have much, uh, much <laughs> to say on that uh, on that topic. Um, but hey, are, will you go? Will you consider going? Um. So I was actually
0: thinking about that. I know we have the Annapolis game. I know we have the game in College Park. We also have a game in Charlotte. I want to say all three of these games are in December, um, so maybe we could parlay it with some, uh, you know, a nice visit up to Jersey for the holidays. We'll see. We'll see what we ha- what uh, what happens with. Uh... If you were in Arlington, is it a no brainer? Uh, see, that's the thing. It's such a bummer. Move out of Arlington. These are two games that would have been no brainers: Annapolis <laughs> and College Park. Mm-hmm. But we did get the the uh, the Charlotte game uh, for some insurance there. This is true, and the ACC tournament. So, which which should be back with fans, which will be uh, which will be exciting. Hey, I can go to the ACC tournament. I can go to Wake. I can go to the other NC games. So we're we're there happy.
1: Um, wrapping up here, uh, we have letters from the lunch pail coming up, brought to you by Sharkies. Um, and then we'll get into, or then uh, shout outs, and then we'll get into uh, Mate. But do you? We have an announcement actually, um, Pat, that uh, we've been working on, and you've kind of pioneered and. Uh, I know you're fired up about it. So why don't you go ahead and, uh, and uh, announce. Yeah. So the
0: Suns will uh, we're going to have four
1: season tickets this year.
0: Um, <clears throat> you know, myself, I have, I have a couple of tickets. Billy bought a couple of tickets there in section five. Uh, but we actually did buy some Suns of Saturday specific tickets for Virginia tech football this year. And we want to do some giveaways. We want to get you guys involved. Uh, we want, you know, Honestly, the world is, the world is all of our oysters right now. You know, we're going to have tickets to every game that we want to give out and throw it on the timeline, put it on Instagram. You know, what fans or what students want to put some cool content out there, do whatever to win, win our tickets. So get excited. Maybe we'll have Al Jones throw together a graphic or something to, to hype it up, or maybe a, Grayson can make a video, but um, yeah, this is exciting stuff. I'm, I'm just excited to be back in there and, between, you know, between me, you, Grayson, and, you know, the four of our tickets, we're going to have a, plenty of uh, seats in lane this fall.
1: It's going to be fun. I can't wait for it. Um, I know North End Zone's not going to let me down either this year. So uh, excited to see that. <laughs> um, we had one letter from the lunch pail. We, we had two, but I'm saving the second one for uh, for Matei. The first one's from Grant Watson. One of Grant Watson's most questionable questions um let's just keep it let's just keep it real um okay i know this will probably never happen it won't grant uh but if we ever scrapped enter sandman as our entrance what song would you like to see us come out to so i'm gonna do some wordsmithing here i haven't done this in a while some wordsmithing let's hear it let's change it to pat me and you in our respective cities or maybe together are the head coach of a high school football team and for some reason, the kids want us to choose what they run out to. Um, what are you running out to? Now, I did get a, a sample uh, from you uh, from the Del Barton soccer days. Um, some some techno remix deal. Um, that was interesting. For me, I've tweeted this a couple of times. I love bagpipes. They might be my favorite musical instrument. It's a little bit of the Irish Scottish in me, I, I suppose, uh, Billy Ray O Mitchell. So, um, (laughs) so, uh, I'd have to go with like either some chieftains or, you know, shipping up to Boston. Um, but Bergen Catholic who, uh, we beat in the state championship came out to shipping up to Boston and it was sick every time. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's probably, that's probably my choice.
0: I think this one's easy for me. Um, lo and behold, we went to a, a game down in Athens, Georgia a few years ago oh. for Notre Dame, Georgia. They had a killer soundtrack at Stanford Stadium, um, just out of control. Like, whoever was manning the booth of of the music, whoever was, you know, yep. queuing up to Spotify, DJ Doggy Dog, <laughs> Woof Woof, <laughs> was crushing it. Uh, we had, we had Saturday nights all right for fighting. We had power by Kanye with this red and black, like light show. You're taking me back, dude. Absolutely absurd. But the song that I would want to come out to would probably be Bob O'Reilly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're right. That was a magical, we could this. We could do another 30 minutes on this. Just an absolutely magical, magical night. Bob O'Reilly. Great stuff. But honestly, I think Bob O'Reilly is more of a baseball song. Why, why do you say? I just feel like when I, when I hear that song, I think of baseball. Well, before that game, I thought of baseball. It doesn't have, where's like the, where would you run out? What was, what's like, I feel like you have to have the drop moment where you run out. You're right. I mean, I don't know.
0: I,
2: right.
1: I didn't know we, we, were, uh, we were getting that deep in here. Well, dude, I mean, we can't go half in, half out. Um, well, think about it. Think about it. When we, when we start our high school team, you'll have it figured out. Yeah. Um, shout outs. Not that many. My brother, uh, actually, I have a couple interesting Mitchell family tidbits. Um, come back from, uh, from California. Pat, I haven't told you this yet. I go in the garage. Lo and behold, there is a Sting missile launcher bazooka in, in the family garage that somehow was gifted to my brother. So now we have a bazooka in the garage. Um, and my brother also bought a bass boat and brought it back to school with him for his last two semesters. So my brother is now the proud owner owner of a stinger missile launcher and a bass boat. Um, both of which uh the stinger missile launcher is deactivated, whatever that means. Um it's like a re- it's like a, it's not a replica, it's the real deal, but it's not he can't be shooting down, you know, drones in our backyard. Um but he did bring a bass boat back to school. So shout out to him going back to school for his last year. I also want to shout out, uh, Brian, does he, does he bring the missile launcher on the bass boat? I I, no, he left, he left it here. That was one of the, uh, constituents, or I don't even know if that's the right word. It was one of the, I know it was one of my dad, my dad said it stays here. I mean, I don't know. I don't even know what would happen if you get pulled over with a missile launcher in the back of your car, but something that we probably shouldn't find out. Um, shout out to Mike and Brian. Uh, linked up with Pat's younger brother and uh, Mike Santa Maria, the JP Morgan dynamic duo. I mean, just just making it happen. Mad uh, Magic Mike and uh, Bankroll Brian just out here doing the damn thing. Uh, we Went to the Mets game the other night. I got to say, I felt like kind of like one of those tour guides. I was like, hey, like there's the apple. And then Brian's like, hey, when does it go up? Like every hit? I'm like, dude, you're literally from, you're like, you live 10 minutes from here. Like when they hit a home run, the apple goes up. Come on. What are we, what are we talking?
0: Oh man. Um, when my dad, when my
1: dad listens to that, he's not going to be happy. Yeah. I was like, dude, is this your fir- first baseball game? Come on, brother. What are we doing? Uh, but we had a really good time. Sat on the first baseline. It was, I got to tell you, Pat, I don't know if it's like this in Charlotte. It is so hot here in New Jersey. I mean, it is night. It was 96 today. It was 92 at the baseball game. Just, just roasting, roasting out there at a, uh, like at a 12. Like clock. a mallow, like a mallow. Uh, S-A-T word, because I don't even know what that means. At the 1 o'clock, at the 1 o'clock game, just absolutely roasting. Mets obviously lost. Um, like a marshmallow. Oh, okay. Okay. But Mets lost. Uh, Brian didn't know what the apple was for. So that that was that. That's
0: great. I love that. <laughs> uh, here are my shout-outs. Was in a wedding this past weekend up in Purcellville. Got to tell you. Where? You know, uh, Purcellville, Virginia. Okay, I gotta tell you, you know, people give Northern Virginia a hard time. I'm one of them. You know, I lived there for a few years. You go out to like Leesburg and Loudoun County and Purcellville and Warrenton, and it is like unbelievably beautiful out there. You know, you got a bunch of farms and open roads and closed roads with beautiful trees and all that good stuff. Uh, but you know, it was out in Purcellville. Beautiful time. Thomas and Kelsey Aruda got hitched. Love standing up there with you, Tom. Awesome time with you. Great people, great food, just a great wedding. Um, safe travels to you guys to St. Lucia or the honeymoon. You know, and speaking of that wedding, we go out to this place in Leesburg by the hotel called, it was called like Spanky's Shenanigans. Oh, what a name. You know, total like, seems like a local bar in Leesburg. You know, close to the hotel. We'll just go in there and, I don't know, cause some trouble with the, the wedding folks. Oh. We walk in. And the first guy I see in the bar, Grayson's older brother, Carrie Wimbish, is standing <laughs> there. <laughs> I said, what in the world are you doing here, my friend? It is so good to see you. So shout out to Carrie uh, and all the Wimbishes because that was it was hysterical. Um, that was awesome. And then last shout out goes to Mike McDaniel. Big Mike McDaniel had the birthday on Saturday and then got married on Sunday. Booyah, the double whammy, the weekend special. I don't know where Mike's going on the honeymoon, but um, we'll have to figure that out and, and bid him an awesome trip.
1: One last uh, tidbit. Pat, Pat, this is news to you. Um, so this is this is live news for you. Sophia Price has been hired as the official Athletics photographer for the Sons of Saturday um will be super talented. We've posted her work before. Um, she will be on the sideline this football season, taking some great shots of the football team. Um, looking to we're still trying to figure out how we want to do that, whether it's gonna be part of our site or on our Facebook. But keep an eye out. She's super talented uh, and really excited to uh, to be adding her to the team. Um, so that's uh, that's some new 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 news there. Multimedia guys, this is not in podcast anymore. It's a multimedia it thing, um, and photos are media. So um, just just keep that in mind. But without further ado, here is our interview with Matei Mate, Blue Checkmark Sis. everybody as promised it's tuesday june 29th we're taking our lunch a little bit in the middle of the workday check-in i'm here with the new blue check mark uh guy who's just working burning the candle at both ends there's a ton of news for us to break down here is there a uh is there an acquisition fee now that comes with that comes with having you on the show i'm not sure i mean you're you're in high demand now so is there is, is there are my people gonna are i gonna have to send my finance people to talk to your finance people how does this work
3: You know, I figured we had an under the table deal that we discussed before this, but (laughs) in all seriousness, no, no fees, no nothing. Um, It's cool, but still the same guy in Crocs that I was when I started this journey seven years ago. So nothing has changed on my end. Just a little cool badge.
1: No doubt. Well, Matei, I just want to, first of all, commend you on the phenomenal job that you have done. Um, It's been working it's been unbelievable these last four, five, six weeks uh, with all the news and keeping us updated, all the visits and the camps. It's 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 been so hard to kind of keep up with it. But you and Evan are doing a doing a phenomenal job. Uh, I just kind of want to hear from your end what it's been like. How many conversations are we having? Like, what led to
3: this hot streak that we've had in these last six weeks? Yeah, when you think about it, everything opened up for a lot of these programs June 1st and we're sitting here at the end of the month and so much has transpired in recent weeks. There was one week where there was six commitments for Virginia Tech. So a lot of those conversations every single day, it's like, who's next? Every single day, if you check on Twitter and you follow any of the recruiting guys at the Virginia Tech recruiting department, I mean, there's bat signals every day. So you really have to stay on top of it. It's, uh, it, it's been very fun. Because it's been so slow for such a long time, a commitment here, a commitment there, guys who haven't even visited Virginia Tech and now are getting the chance to officially see it. So it's been a huge month. Um, Virginia Tech was certainly prepared for it. They made a lot of improvements to their facilities, to the way that they operate on recruiting visits. So It's no wonder that they're starting to land a lot of these guys and really set the baseline for what is the 2022 recruiting class. So you've, for how many years have you been doing this now?
1: Seven years now. So you've been having conversations with recruits for seven years and you're talking to them about what stood out. You're talking to them about, you know, what stands out at other schools. Has there been a shift in interest in the school based upon the the new weight room based upon some of the things that are that tech has done um and uh i kind of want to know how that conversation has shifted or, or how it may be different now than it was before we've talked on this podcast extensively about how we used to have to hide the meeting rooms and hide different aspects of what virginia tech is and now we're finally in a position where we're at the top of the line it's a beautiful beautiful facility how are recruits reacting to that and how has that conversation changed
3: yeah, I think uh, for some people, they'll look at it uh, on the positive side. Some other people will say, you know, it's 2021. Why hasn't this been in place for a while? But I think when you look at recruiting and especially this cycle, I was even going to mention it, you know, at the beginning of June, how impressed I was with the development of the recruiting program and how they're, you know, showing kids what Virginia Tech has to offer because for so many people that have gone to Virginia Tech or players that ended up committing, they say, wow, this was such a great experience. And my one qualm with it has always been, you know, being able to show a recruit the entire experience within a day. And now it seems that they're able to show off the weight rooms to have guys that are hosting them on official visits and know exactly the right questions to ask, exactly the right things to to see. And I think that You know, the the staff as a whole has just done such a better job of showing recruits what they want. Um, Zach Lance on Twitter has been showing off all the official visit pictures of recruits. And, you know, that's just one area that Virginia Tech has stepped up. And there's countless areas where they're making improvements to to show what the recruits want to see. Um, and I think it's going such a long way with so many of these guys that are able to say, okay, we totally captured what the Virginia tech experience is where in the past, you know, maybe it takes to visit two, to visit three before they give a verbal commitment. I think a lot of guys are saying, wow, that place is special. And I want to jump on board right away. So we talked about the.
1: The way that we've framed everything and the facilities and the changes there, what about the relationships that they're building with the coaches? What have they talked about their relationship with? Obviously, we've added J.C. Price. We've added Kaishan Jarrett. um, Coach Hamilton's obviously super involved, or even Coach Fuente, how involved is he? What are the uh, recruits saying about their relationships that they build with both players and coaches at their time there?
3: Well, I think it's helping a lot more this year, especially looking at the defensive side. Looking at coaches like Ryan Smith, Justin Hamilton, J.C. Price, as you mentioned, uh, Bill Tearlink, uh, a lot of these guys, even Jack Tyler, uh, landing a huge commitment in Xavier Simmons, building these relationships and having past experiences. You know, a lot of these guys were kind of fresh into the program, the rebuilds. Um, you could say other schools are saying, what are they going to do post Bud Foster? You know, do you really trust the staff? Um, you know, specifically looking at the defensive side, I think. A lot of those guys have now had experiences. Some of them can say, I've called a a game here. I've, you know, with everything that happened in COVID, I have this experience. I can get you to that level that you want to be, develop into the player that you want to be. And then looking at the offensive side, I think, you know, a lot of credit to Adam Lechtenberg um, being able to, you know, sell that a lot of these guys are have been drafted. Looking at Khalil Herbert, I think that's a huge storyline in a lot of the recruitment and then Vance Vice just doing what Vance Weiss does, you know, landing guys, building a foundation, Brad Cornelson bringing in two quarterbacks. I think when you look at what they have and the pieces that they have on the offensive side, it's a much easier sell to, to get guys into the program because you know who you're playing with. It's not a hypothetical anymore. You know, Virginia Tech has had very slow Junes uh, the past two cycles, and now they have 13 commitments, so... Uh, I think they're doing a great job in that area. Just being able to to sell the guys on this is who you're going to play with. Uh, we can get you to where you want to be. Whether it's on offense, we have guys that have gone to the league. On defense, you know, it's a it's it's an energetic group that can develop them into to great players.
1: As you have these conversations with these kids, who are some of the I don't know how to say it. Who are some of the guys that are really holding this class together? I know an article came out talking about Alex. uh, The quarterback commit has been one of the most outspoken guys. Who are some of these guys in this class um, that are really kind of holding everybody together and going out and recruiting other folks?
3: Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. Alex Orgy is definitely the one guy, I would say. Uh, There there are several others, but he's really taking pride with the class. Devin Farrell as well. Um, You know, they're the guys that, People look up to. When you think about the most important position in college football, it's the quarterback, and a guy that's completely locked in, recruiting guys on the offensive line, trying to bring in receivers, playmakers around him, uh, and even looking at guys on the defense. You know, he's just always out there. He's talking to guys every single day. So it's it's definitely orgy from from everything that I've heard and the conversations um, we've had, and how excited he is about the future of this recruiting class in particular. And if
1: you look at this recruiting class, I mentioned this, uh, one or two podcasts ago, the offensive line and defensive line weight average is around 291 pounds. Um, one of the most recent commitments that we got from Daquan Wright, uh, six foot four, 230 pounds. You look at some of these tight ends, six foot four, we got a six foot five defensive lineman. It seems like size seems to be a huge priority for this class. Um, are there any other priorities or boxes that we're looking to check, uh, with this 2022 football, uh, class?
3: Yeah, I think a lot of what Virginia Tech is trying to accomplish is building the trenches up. There's a huge commitment to getting the offensive line figured out in the near future. It's nearing completion. Looking at the defensive line, it's been kind of the M.O. of Bill Tierlink and now JC Price to get bigger in that area to be able to compete and i think it's going back to like the old virginia tech being able to be that blue collar team that bullies other teams off the field uh too often we've seen you know guys that maybe are a bit undersized and are doing well but but now it's a concerted effort to get these guys and Um, You know, looking at other positions, you know, Daquan Wright is a a perfect example, not just getting guys because they're going on the scale and they're hitting, you know, 230 and they're six foot five, but guys that can actually move around as well. Apparently he ran to four, six in the 40. So they're getting these athletic guys, regardless of the ratings, they want to bring more athletic, more athleticism, more size to every single position. Uh, You know, building depth over the years, getting guys that they can develop that have the ultimate physical skill set and relying on their coaching to build them into the type of players they want to see down the line.
1: So I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, So as it currently stands, uh, Virginia Tech is fourth in the ACC in uh, recruiting right now, a top 20, top 30 class, uh, ranked number 26, which is obviously a huge spike from last year. Um, That's going to change. It's going to go up. It's going to go down. Um, but let's take a guy like Daquan Wright for example. Um, you just mentioned has good size, has good measurables. I want to understand from you two points. One, in twenty four world, where does how does he become evaluated? Right, when when do those new evaluations come out? Um, and what do you say to people who like I trust? I trust especially guys like Coach Vice and some of the other uh, coaches. I trust their evaluations, but the numbers are what everyone's going to look to. So what do you say to the people who say player X is unrated or player X's best other offer is Buffalo. How do you kind of view that when you see a new commitment come in aside for, I know that his simple answer is watch the film, but that doesn't work for everybody.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's tough because you look at a guy like Malcolm Jones, he was unranked. And I know that there was a lot of people that were upset with the commitment. He only had four power five offers, including one from Liberty and you know, a couple days later, he's ranked in an 88. And again, like you said, if you watch the film, you can see that he's a physical safety that can, you know, it is at that high three-star echelon. You know, a guy like DaQuan Wright, um, there's a lot of unknown with him. I think, you know, when when you're evaluating these guys, you want to see those verified numbers, which hurts some guys. Matt Hoffman's one of those. You know, he's a he's a camp guy that went to Temple all of a sudden gets an offer, um, you know, gets in touch with Jafar and comes to Virginia Tech for one day, gets, you know, an offer and commits. But, you know, other than that, if you look at his highlight tape, it's mostly on the defensive side of the ball. Nobody really knows what he can bring as a tight end. So a guy like him, when you're evaluating, he's going to be on the much lower end Um, But if he's able to step on the football field, you know, he could fly up through the rankings. So, so much changes with these guys. Um, I think a lot of them are projects. A lot of them, you don't have those verified numbers. Are they going to, are they saying that they're six foot four and 230 pounds and they're going to step on campus and shrink to six foot and 190, you know, that's a huge difference in the evaluation. So You know, a lot of the top guys are all verified. They're all guys that have been at multiple camps in front of evaluators, um, have proven it at the camp level and at the high school level. So there's a lot of criteria that goes into these rankings, um, especially competition. Who are they playing against? Um, But I think in the case of, you know, you look at Malcolm Jones, that's as good as you could want it in terms of unranked to ranked within a week. Um, But other guys, they may not get those ratings that, you know, Virginia Tech fans or college football fans want. Um, But it takes time. It takes time in this evaluation process. And, uh, you know, it's still the very early days of the post-COVID era, guys coming back to camps and earning offers and seeing them live. So it's going to be a work in progress this entire cycle.
1: Uh last couple that I have from you from my end uh who are some of the guys that you're most excited about that are in the boat right now um what from a from a town perspective that maybe some people are overlooking
3: yeah so i'm I'm very excited obviously about Malcolm Jones. I think him and Justin Hamilton together can make a lethal combination um you know, kind of a little bit of Chuck Clark in his game, a very dependable guy that reads the field well and hits very hard. I think he's going to be a fan favorite. Uh, Bryce Duke is another one. I know he's, you know, right at that 85 mark, which is, you know, the average rating for a three-star, but he's a guy that in eight games put up some video game numbers, and it seems like every class Virginia Tech is looking for that X-factor type of guy you know, like a Raheem Blackshear type of player, so seeing what he's able to do, you know, Colton Beck was a guy that a lot of Virginia Tech fans were excited to see, a guy with speed, a guy that could impact special teams, offense, uh, you know, catch balls out of the backfield, could really line up all over, Um, and I'm expecting Bryce Duke to be that kind of player. I don't know how it will translate to the collegiate level, um, but he's a guy that, You know, when you have the abilities to do what he does, it's always going to be—you know—hold your breath every time he's on the field. It's going to be exciting. So there's there's a lot of guys in these classes that kind of fit that criteria. I'm excited about a lot of the members on the offensive line. It seems like they're you know kind of already in what role they're going to be playing uh, at the next level. So. Um, it's, it's definitely exciting times. And, uh, last person I'll say is Xavier Simmons. I think he's a tremendous prospect. I was a bit surprised that he committed when he did to Virginia tech. I think he's a tremendous football player, super physical, looks like the biggest guy on the field at all times. And, you know, he's playing middle linebacker. He has those instincts to play at that position. And, you know, I can't remember the last guy that was six foot three and 235 pounds committed to Virginia tech as a middle linebacker. So I'm super excited about him.
1: As you, uh, I think, and here are some questions inspired by, uh, by write-ins. We put a tweet out about an hour before. What is your measuring stick for not just this class, but annually, where do you think is a realistic landing spot for Virginia tech? I said last week, you know, I think we should be somewhere in the top fourth or fifth in the ACC and right around that 35 to 25 mark, 35 being on the low end. What is a realistic expectation or kind of the bar
3: that Virginia Tech should set for itself? I think when you're looking nationally, there's a lot of context there that is needed to be explained. I think For Virginia Tech, a top 30 class for the time being is good. Pushing top 25, again, you know, there's so many different margins and metrics and whatnot. I think for the ACC is probably the more important rank. You're always going to have Clemson, Florida State, Miami, and now you're battling with UNC uh, kind of for that 4-5 spot. I think being top five in the ACC, sitting at fourth now is really good. Obviously, that's a a bit inflated by the amount of commitments that Virginia Tech currently holds. But you have to try to hit the benchmark of a top 25 class falling from, you know, falling within the 25 to 30 range isn't such a big deal. Um, But that, you know, definitely top 30 and definitely top five within the ACC. I think that's where Virginia Tech is aspiring to be. And look, they've made so many improvements to everything that they're doing in terms of recruiting, adding more resources, uh, adding more funding. And I think, you know, that has to be where they want to reach obviously those processes are now just put in place. Um, but for the foreseeable future, I think that's always the benchmark that they have to hit.
1: So my last question here for you, um, any, I gotta ask any crystal balls, any, any, any good feelings out there, any good
3: vibes, who are some names to watch out for in the next few weeks? Yeah, it's definitely going to be a very busy July. (laughs) It's been such a busy June, but, um, you know, I'm very excited. Uh, you know Tucker Holloway is a guy to watch a wide receiver between Ohio or Iowa State and uh Virginia Tech almost said Ohio State there but uh you know he's a guy that the Virginia Tech coaching staff loves uh, a guy that you know the the recruiting rankings guys don't you know value at the same level but that's kind of like the staff saying trust our evaluation this is a guy we want to pair up with the talent we already have in this class, and he can take us to that next level. Gunnar Givens is obviously the biggest name in this class. Everyone is wondering, you know, will he come to Virginia Tech? Is it Penn State? Is it another program? I think the relationship he has built with Vance Vice, with Virginia Tech, with Justin Fuente, and just being on campus so much in the month of June really has me excited for when he's committing. Um, and then, you know, other guys. You got... Uh, Ramon Brown is one guy I'm keeping a very close eye on. I think he's kind of, you know, seeing things out right now. He's been on a bunch of visits, uh, recently released top six, Virginia Tech blew him away. Uh, I know that for a fact, maybe it's, uh, you know, a little bit of, this is what you want to hear, but at the same time, I think they're very seriously in contention. I don't think a Bryce Duke commitment uh impacts his decision one way or another obviously that's a guy that's a four-star talent in state at a skill position at running back and you're going up against some of the top programs in the nation that's kind of what we haven't seen so far with virginia tech beating out those top teams that clearly want that one player gunner Givens, ramon brown you know are are two of those guys cam johnson cam miller I'm looking out for them. I don't think they'll make a decision um, in the near future. They could. Uh, Virginia Tech stands really highly with both of them, four-star cornerbacks. Uh, And then Corbin Page, he's listed as a tight end. He'll probably slide over to offensive line. Um, He's a big guy. I think he's at 270 right now. So he's a guy that I'm looking at. He's currently committed to West Virginia, but has visited Virginia Tech quite a few times. So if you're committed and visiting, I mean, there's definitely some interest there. So, uh, and then other than that, the last few names I'll give you: Kyrie Moisten, Bryson Jennings, Rashad Pernell. Uh, Pernell is expected to be committing uh, this month to a program of his choosing. He's a guy month, that is. This month is over, like tomorrow.
1: We're or sorry, July, July. Okay, already, all right, all right. My mind's already in July,
3: <laughs> looking ahead to the forest, uh-huh. looking ahead to the fireworks and maybe some Virginia Tech fireworks. Um, so, you know, those three guys on the defensive line, I think all the names I've just listed, I know I just blabbed out a, yeah. a, a bunch of names, but, you know, those are kind of the core guys that are, can take this class from what's already been uh, pretty impressive, in my opinion, in setting the foundation to adding guys that are top quality prospects and taking it to the next level. How many can we take? This is my last question for you. Just see, this can't continue at this, at this clip. How many, (laughs) how many can we actually take? To quote the famous Evan G. Watkins, the numbers will always work out. Okay. All right. Do you have an idea? I mean, I mean, at this rate, it's 45, 45 kids coming in. You know, maybe they're I think they're targeting 70 or so. But yeah, I mean, look, the the class is already at 13. Mm -hmm. I think I listed off nine names or so. So getting up to 21. That's if you can grab all those guys. Things always happen. You have to be prepared. Um, so I think right now is at the stage where Virginia Tech is saying, if we really like this guy, we're going to take him. Um, you know, it's still very early on, a long way to go till National Signing Day. So just making sure you explore every option. I don't see this class going, you know, I, I think it'll be in the 22-25 range. Um, but but definitely nothing to be worried about at this point. Matey. Best in the business. Appreciate your time. Where can we find your tweets? What, uh,
1: what new articles you have coming out? Go ahead and go ahead and, uh, do your, do your plug here.
3: You can find me at Matej, M-A-T-E-J-S 247 on Twitter. I'll be posting a lot about a lot of the recruiting news. That's primarily what my Twitter has become over the past month and will be for the next few, you know, until the rest of the cycle, uh, until the season starts really, um, and I recently put out an article just kind of doing a deep dive into what Virginia Tech has built so far with the recruiting class, kind of what they're thinking with each of these prospects, why they make sense. Uh, maybe you should throw Daquan Wright in there since he committed recently, um, but it's just a, a deeper understanding of where they are right now and what they're hoping to add on to it to really complete this class.
1: Fantastic work, Matei. Good catching up with you. You enjoy your Fourth of July, and we'll uh, we'll talk again soon.
3: Appreciate it.
2: To wander, tripping in the sand We smoke out windows, drink till we can't stand But I saw you dance like you want to in my head And all that she said is Oh, I just what you're thinking Please don't notice, let